I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, how's it going? Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. Today I sat down with actor, singer and performer Keely Forsyth. In this episode, we talk about her love of performing, the creative process of making music, and trying not to give yourself away. Keen's been a good friend of mine for many years, and I hope you enjoy listening to her as much as I enjoy talking to her. My name's Tim Bosworth, and this is The Kindest Podcast. Hi, welcome to The Kindness Podcast. My guest today is an English actress and musician. Uh, her acting resume, uh, resume includes shows such as, and I'll, I'll read these out because there's quite a few of them, Peak Practice, Where the Heart Is, Casualty, Heartbeat, The Bill, I think we're going to strike Danzel and Pascal, Holby City, Luther, Waterloo Road, Criminal Justice, goodness me, so, so much, Casual Vacancy, Happy Valley, so, so much in terms of her acting career. Um, however, her latest album, uh, and we get this right, Limbs, I think to me seems to be a, a love letter to those who've had a broken heart, is, is my own opinion. It, um, a heartfelt and timely album, which I think when listening to it, takes you to a place that perhaps we don't, all don't want to go to, but one in which I think we have to experience to understand what true love is all about. Uh, Keely Forsyth, welcome to The Kindness Podcast. Thank you very much. Have you listened to Limbs? I have listened to Limbs, actually. <laughs> Why does it sound like I didn't? No, I'm just, um, um, yeah, appreciative. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a the video. When I describe it to people, the only word I can describe is beguiling. And you've probably been, it's a bit of a passe word, but it just reminds me of this, this if I was to describe it as a... show the show i'll describe the feeling would be um the witcher have you heard oh, of the witcher yes 
Um, yeah. With um, a chap, reminds me, he's English, come on, brain, Cavill, Superman mm. uh, guy. Apologies. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen... Oh, this is the series, That's isn't right, it? yeah. yeah sorry, I haven't seen the series. But it reminds me of... Um, the sorcery and the witchery that goes with that and the musical score within limbs and your voice reminds me of this kind of element of change and mystery, I think, is, is my mm. take on it. Um, but perhaps we, we, can, yeah. we can come on, on to that as well. Now, Keely Forsyth, I like to call people by their full name. Um, <laughs> I've known you for a number of years now. Yes. And I haven't seen you in a very long time. Uh, and I've missed you. I've, I've, I've missed your energy that you bring to a space. No. Um, so what have you been doing for two years, the COVID years, as I call it? What have you been doing? Oh, well, equally, it's very nice to see you. And, um, yeah, and it's nice to be back in back in a room with you and, um, yeah, being in your company equally. Um, what have I been doing? I have been... Um, yeah, I mean, hibernating, but creating, a, yeah, creating um, as much as I can really within this period of time. Um, partly because it was just coincidental that at the beginning of everything, I just released my first album. So I was kind of ready to, um, yeah, I'd, the shift had already happened for me. So it was it was a kind of natural continuation of keep making music Um but yeah, the fact that yeah, the fact that everything stopped, it seemed like I was kind of doing something more creative in that time. But I think it would have happened in the same way otherwise. Um, I yeah, so in that time, I wrote a second album. But I mean, you know, just doing my thing, living, um, looking after my two girls. Um, did a, a, a yeah, a little bit of acting, but it's having found a place where you feel seen. And um, somehow it's not really about achieving anything uh, m more so now. It's more about me feeling I have a sense of, um, yeah, a sense of knowing myself. So that's the exciting place that I've been in in the past couple of years. Do you liken yourself, not like is the wrong word, do you identify yourself as an actor, a singer, or was the label just kind of like, I'm just an artist? Uh, yeah, it's weird kind of saying that, uh, you know, that you're an art artist because I think it has, I don't know, I think the art industry, the same with any industry, I'm kind of very sceptical about. And, um, but I wouldn't say I'm an actor or a, sing a singer or musician, but I do use my... Um, I use my voice, I use my physicality, I use, um, yeah, or kind of different, all those sensories and platforms to, it's not even a kind of expression, but um, just to do something that feels, um, yeah, a way of communicating. So probably I would say it comes under art, but I wouldn't say I am anything. I'm always a bit, um, to declare yourself as, something you know these are things what I do um yeah I make art but I am still you know um I don't need these things in order to be but this is what I do um so yeah I would say it is art I think people um maybe creatives in general or artists in general have difficulty in defining who they are because they do the thing 
my sister's, an, I cast her as an artist, as a, a painter. Hmm. However, when I talk about her work, so, oh, that, that thing, I was just, I was just doing that thing. So she just does the thing. So the thing doesn't define her by the label that you give her. Oh, you're, yeah. you're the singer, the artist, the actor. If I'm right, what you're saying yeah. is that, that the title doesn't define who you are because you can be a performer in one instance or you are performing yeah. as a singer, as an actor. Yet that doesn't mean I am a singer or I am, a, I, I am an artist. Is it difficult for you in terms of the identity piece? Yeah, I mean, I kind of decide, I, I kind of made the decision not to, um, like, not kind of label myself as it's you know these are these are all just the internal kind of dialogue that we have I never assume that anyone is ever interested in what I label myself but just for the sake of us kind of yeah having the having the conversation I think that a, a long time ago I'd, I I stopped trying to say that I am an actor just because when yeah, when I when I wasn't acting, then what was I? And it was very kind of, um, yeah. I think that when you try and, I, I, I think it's best to for things to come to you rather than stepping like this is what I am. This is what I am. Um, yeah, and I used to find that when I wasn't working, it was really really difficult to then try and understand how I presented myself. So. Um, yeah, so I just toyed with the idea of kind of, uh, yeah, of allowing myself to say, well, this is what I do. Um, so there's still space for me to be okay. Um, yeah, I think so. And and I, and now I make music. I do like the the work ethic of I have a studio at home and I like the work ethic of like almost clocking in and clocking out, that there's something that I do in that space. Um that I know isn't real, that there is a performative aspect to it when you're on stage that you are... Yeah, I got more in, I get more interested in the theatre of cruelty and the absurdity of theatre, that you are actually embodying something and performing something. Um, that's why I like to um, play music in... Yeah, in, in theatres, really, because there is a... There's an intention that we're there to... Yeah, that it's not... It's not all real, so then you can be easy with it. It's not heavy, it's not serious. Um, and then it allows for life to happen in and out as well, I think. So you talk about not being heavy, is that in terms of the performance piece? So if I watch you in the theatre, you're saying you can be free to just to act and move in a way that's more fluid in a theatre versus I'm now at the O2 and you're having to perform in that way yeah no I think it's kind of um I think I've just got to a point where I um yeah you can lock into something and like as soon as a I do really love I do really love performing um and I also really like the very mundane part of my life and it would be daft of me to pretend that one doesn't exist because I am um but um but I do I, yeah I do think the the performance is also um I'm just trying to get something out of it myself all the time so when I'm done and when I'm finished then that's it the thing done I'm not kind of um 
yeah, I'm contradicting myself by assuming that, you know, I'm not here really to, en- yeah, to entertain when I am singing. I'm here to um, discover a bit more about myself in that. Through the performance? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, full of contradictions. Now, as you were talking, um, a memory of a film I watched... I don't know if you've seen this. It's the Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. Have you seen I, it? I haven't seen it, actually. Which okay. Is it might not be your, your genre of choice. Oh, no, I have. have Sorry. You yes. You have seen it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen it, there's a particular scene where Joaquin Phoenix, who becomes the Joker, is in a New York, I think it's set in New York, in New York or, or Gotham, I think, in mm-hmm. since, um, Subway, and, and he kills two people. And then he runs off. And there's a scene where he almost transforms and his body contorts. I think it's in a, uh, he's in a room and his body starts contorting. And it's almost a moment where the director plays a musical score. And as he's moving his hands, almost Tai Chi-esque, and he moves his hands slowly. And the beauty of this movement as he transforms from the character that he was to the character that we all know as the Joker. Um, and he becomes through this almost this, this dance. And I wonder from the performance piece, when you are quote unquote performing are you mindful of, you said there's contradiction mm. but are you mindful of I'm doing this in a performance piece for the, the audience to see me performing whilst also being aware that once it's done it's done that yes. Sense? yes yes okay it, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah yeah but I think it's it, it's a, it's a, it's um yeah and yeah and an, an interesting um connection because it, it which actors do yeah that you are which is which is probably my career as an actor the the most useful thing it has done for me is inform my years as a singer because yeah I yeah that is I do enjoy and under and understand that you can yeah, there's a there's there's an entering the space, there's a putting on the costume, putting on the thing, and then there's also the take, yeah, the taking it off, which any anyone does. Whether and you don't have, you know, to think of yourself as a creative. We do that, you know, putting a uniform, sitting behind it. You know, there's, yeah, we we're constantly stepping into these roles, and I do find it interesting. But I only find it interesting once we step out of them, when the, the when there is the contrast to kind of see, to observe. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't find it interesting to to believe in one role more than any other role. If you know what I, I mean. do, know what you mean. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I do know what you mean, my darling. Because it's often the case you can be saying, "I am this person," but you are just you're just the mask playing the character. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you step outside of the role. All, yeah, and I think we're all things, you know. Yeah. In, in in different instances, um, now. Oldham born. Yep. There's a huge northern music scene in terms of music and art and culture. Do you think it's a big cultural piece in terms of the regions? Do you think that, or rather, do you mm. think, what's your take on um, the northern creative space and industry at the moment? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can only kind of talk from from my experience. I mean, I lived in London for a long time. I know that we've had this conversation together. 
Um, and and but most of most of the work that I really wanted to do happened once I moved out of London and moved to the north. Um, I think it's um, yeah. I, I, we because we've also before talked about um, just kind of feeling what not not like geographically the space, but feeling this space that we kind of have, and it seems an obvious thing to say, but within our minds, this you know when you. Yeah, when you step out of a situation and you change, maybe it's just changing any environment and perspective. It then, um, it was, yeah, the shock of moving back up north was pretty huge for me because I hadn't really planned to. Um, but it's funny that the things that I went to London to achieve, I actually achieved when I, yeah, when I um, moved up north. And most, well, my biggest collaborator is northern and when people describe my music, they usually talk about the, yeah, the landscape of the North. It's very rooted in that. Um, and I've had funding from, yeah, from Northern, because, you know, because I'm based, because that there is, yeah, I think I think that there is focus on just kind of making sure that people aren't, not forgotten because that sounds patronizing, but um, yeah. But your question about the north and its creative um, um, stimulants, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, I wish I was a person that kind of agreed and said, but I, I love the idea of losing losing myself, and I know I am northern, and this is where I'm from. So therefore, um, yeah, it, the North doesn't really um, ex excite me, but maybe that's just the, still the adolescent part of myself because actually as a creative, I've only managed to make some stuff here. Um, but there is still that kind of, yeah, the adolescent that believes in... Um, yeah, in the other, and, you know, I am northern, so there is no other <laughs> when I'm up north. It's kind of, you know, I'm very aware of that I'm close to home. Mm. Um, and you don't believe there is another? Well, it's just, you, 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 yeah, you um yeah, when I think of when I think of places that kind of creatively, yeah, excite me. It's even um, it's funny that when I've been performing recently, I've noticed that there are times in the performance I start to almost talk with a different accent, and so even though I'm saying all this, I think it is almost a default in myself. This kind of yearning to be something. If I am going to be a performer, to be something that I'm not, and to live in a place that isn't familiar to me. Um, and you're doing that purposefully? No, it's it just does it it just happened. Yeah, it's yeah. I I, I sing in a in a different accent. Maybe I just need to go and live somewhere, mm. live in another country, just to kind of get it out of my system. No, I, yeah, I get that. I and maybe it's just an idea of sort of stepping away from. Because I, I similarly to yourself, I won't use the word escaped, but had my London years, there we go, the London years, the COVID years, the London years, the London years. And I wanted to step away from thinking, 
I want to leave the town that I'm from to experience the city and love that time in the city to be nine years back in the place that I left thinking, oh God, is this it? Yet to your point, in terms of the creativity and the things that have happened in the place I've come back to, I love and would not take back. Yet to use your, your words there, there's an adolescent part of me, the yearning, the, the, the beat of my heart that still wants to be in a city or in a space where every corner there's a creative, every corner there is a new opportunity. And I, w- mm. I would argue that's just the romantic in me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but also, but it's also this when you was talking then, I could kind of yeah, in the in in the listening, I kind of then understood that I think it's just a natural um yeah, just a natural impulse that we have to try and recognise ourselves in other people. And I know that when I was in London, there was more recognition in other people that what I believed that I am or was. Um, but then here, I had to really seek it out. I had to go and find. Um, but again, that's a huge, um, yeah, generalisation. Um, but I think it is just trying to... I still believe that somehow in London that there's a tribe that I recognise um, but I didn't do anything with it when I was there. It was just enough to be in it, and it's actually not enough if you want to. And it's not about always attaining success, but if you want to keep living and knowing and pushing forward, then you actually have to You have to do. And in London, I wasn't doing. I was just, you know, in that place. Um yeah, so moving out of any comfortable situation is is a good thing to do, where you have to connect to people to survive. Right. Um, yeah, so it's not just the north that does that, but it's just moving moving out of a place where you feel safe or have previously felt safe. You, mm-hmm. It's a good thing to um, yeah to go in the in the other direction. So in London, there's a tribe, there's a people, there's a an energy of your your kindred spirits, yet most of the creativity came in the polar opposite of that. But yet the learnings that you got from being in the location of the polar opposites have made you who you are now, seemingly, in terms of the creative output you're, you're able to generate. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's, but it is, it's fascinating, isn't it? And that's what, you know, you hope that is what a life well lived is, where you can kind of, yeah, that... It's not always about making sense of things, but um, yeah, it's wonderful when you when you do. You're like, oh, okay, no, I under- yeah, I kind of understand. I understand the road. Um, yeah, and it is. Yeah, it's um, it's a very complex um, thing to be alive. Mm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you believe in? Um... Or do you have a faith? Yeah, I... Yeah, I do. And... Um, yeah, I, I do. I mean, it's not... I, I haven't always... I haven't always had it. Um, I've always had... Yeah, a sense of... I mean, one might call it kind of... Um, you know, I'm, when I was younger, I might have kind of 
we all we all have this emotional kind of guidance system, this gut, this feeling that we that we have. Um, and when when I didn't put that first, or when I tried to kind of resist that, that's when you feel bad and things, you know. So it's kind, of, it's it's a very, um, yeah, it's a very well attuned system when you're kind of making decisions based on how you feel. That takes you then down a path of what is that feeling? Where does it come from? Does it come from outside of me? Is it something bigger? You know. Um, so. Yeah, I do. I do have a faith, and the stuff that that you know we go through um, has definitely made me hold on. Yeah, hold on to that faith. And I mean, it's not. A, it isn't a religious thing. Um. Yeah, but it somehow kept things intact. Mm. So. Yeah. I'm often, um, this is just an internal voice I have in myself thinking, is this it? As in the life I'm currently living. Is there more that I could be doing, seeing or, or experiencing? And then I'm caught in the contradiction of live in the moment, be now, be mindful. Yes. I'm like, uh, you know, and so this, you touched on the duality piece there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, and I've said this on previous podcasts that the essence of this is for me trying almost one of the ideas behind the name um, before it became known as the kindest. I thought, could it be called the kindologist, like a psychologist sitting down and talking? Because it's probably an internal therapy to try and get an idea of what are the answers that I'm interested in? What are the answers to the questions I'm actually wanting to find out myself? Yeah. And through my guests, hopefully I, I get some kind of feedback. And I've been getting certain patterns back from certain guests about their view on kindness and the view on the world so that hopefully internally maybe I'm answering my own questions because the idea of this as a creative output is to me to almost self-analyze in a way mm. you know and I wonder whether that, that's just well, maybe I don't you know to know thyself but a little bit to know a little bit more about what's, what's Tim's story what, what's he what's he wanting to be and I've got an idea but it's just trying to maybe just get a sense of being mindful of who I am now there's a fear element in there as well there's the fire that keeps me pushing on and pushing mm. forward but still there's also that moment of like oh, but is this it and this is the question that um and the, the struggle I have knowing that if this is it then w then what am I going to do about it and I wondered and still do if that is artists in general whether they go through this kind of this, this duality and this questioning of, and then through their art, through their work, they express it in a way that says, okay, through my work and my art, I can be this person or talk about an emotion of fear and loss and upset. And I wonder for you as an artist and through your creative process of writing, whether or not do you write from a perspective of, is this it? Or do you write from a perspective of, oh, I wonder what's next? Talk me through the, the writing process for any of your, your work mm. that you've recently done. Well, um, it didn't start off like, it didn't start off like this, but the the um yeah, in the latter years of when the music was born and when the yeah, things kind of started getting recognized like that, it was 
Um, yeah, I felt I'd kind of almost gone beyond that moment of luxury of having to decide what it is I was going to write. It was more of a, <clears throat> yeah, it felt like a, a survival thing. It felt like a, um, and not like, oh, I have to do this in order to survive. It was, um, yeah, it was quite uh, impulsive, like Tourette's, just like when you get to a point where it's, that's what it was. So it wasn't a mental thing. It was just a kind of a sound and a physical because it had been, so it all happened at the same time. Um, and then it was only as things were made, things got made, things got released, I started to understand myself what was going on and whether I could actually... Um, it never felt it never felt overwhelming, but it was just um yeah, and the build up wasn't um yeah, it was just there were very few times in my life that you know when you have gone, yeah, when ev everything is just right uh, or or yeah, the then it's the the not in a kind of esoterical way, but the but the timing, the play, that it was just I was, yeah, I was very ready to be doing what I was doing at that time. So it, so the process, I was only understanding the process as I was in it, um, and only very recently that I've really started to enjoy it and understand. Ah, oh, yes, it is a process. It is something that I'm doing because at the beginning. It was, um, yeah, I was still, I was still pretty kind of deep and drowning in it. So, um, yeah, so I had to keep moving in order to breathe, in order to just, and then you climb out of it and you go, um, so the process is kind of still the same. It's not as erratic and, <laughs> um, desperate but there's yeah it there's still a lot in there um but yeah I enjoy I get a lot of joy out of the process it's done most of the work is done um in an improvisation but the same I used to work as an actor or I used to prefer working as an actor um yeah I go into the studio with with lyrics, with stuff in front of me, but I won't know really what I'm going to do. And and I have to press record. I have to feel like it's, there's no rehearsal. There's no one, you know, half in, half out. I just have to commit to that moment. And um, yeah, then you kind of like open up parts in yourself and like, oh, you know, tones and th things that you hear. I used to, and you try and I try and vocalize them, but at the same time as just grabbing stuff that I've written. So it's all quite improvisational. Um, but that's only because I'm making this work, you know, kind of in my mid forties. So, um, I well for me, yeah. So the mind is very tired, so I can put it away and be more instinctive. And you say tired there, tired in terms of. Um of the work or do you mean tired in be still now I can I've yeah just to just, yeah to my mind is very good at just letting me do what I need to do and it doesn't question it doesn't say is this okay are you sure you want your vocal to sound like that you know there's there's kind of do you still of get that do you still get that question 
Well, I would have if I was doing this. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of questioning and a lot of, um, yeah, unkindness really to myself. But um, but now, yeah, there's a, a yeah, there's there's. I feel yeah. There's a self worth that I that I feel that I'm very grateful to have for myself. So therefore, yeah, my mind can just allow the slight unconscious thing to happen. So yeah, that then is very timely because you talk about being able to be kind to yourself and just let the fluidity almost let the the, the moment come and let the moment just be. And so someone who has experienced life, quote unquote, you can now look at it with, dare I say it, retrospectively and wise eyes going, ah, yes, be still. I know this feeling of uncertainty or I know this feeling of angst. Don't be overwhelmed by the emotion. Just, just be still. Be in the moment now. Yeah. Okay. So what does yeah. kindness mean to you then? Now, knowing the the chaos that was previously and now the perhaps the calm now. Yeah, I um I mean the self-kindness is very obviously it's very kind of it's very important not just to the health of our minds, but the kind of workings of our body. And you know, I'm starting to really understand that yeah, the same way as committing to the work, you know, I um, I want to commit to this existence that I have and do it in the best possible way. Look after myself, look after the people around me and, you know, um, the choices that I make, make sure that those, you know, from the um, emotional guidance system make sure that they feel, how do they feel those choices in myself, in my in my body? How do they feel? Do they feel good? Um, so that is what, yeah, kindness is, but I don't know whether it's also, um, yeah, when I was least unhappy, I would use kindness as a way to try and become, not use it, but, you know, that was the one thing that kind of never never really faltered that I wanted to be, yeah, I wanted to just kind of, um, you know, whether you're meeting strangers in the street or you can see something opens up, I was kind of wanting to always get this, because somehow I knew that that was like a little opening key to my happiness, that it would be like, you know, I'd see a flicker of life and it would just ignite something in me and it, and, that, and I could keep using that. Yeah, um, yeah so is kindness happiness? Um, yeah, I don't know why, because I was thinking about that on the way, on the way down here. Maybe that's why I'm just mm. repeating the thought in my head. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's good to be kind. It's very radical to be kind to yourself. It feels like a radical move. To you or in general now? I just think in general, it feels like quite a radical thing to do. To be kind so? to yourself. Because it's almost quite selfish, one could argue. Yeah. And do you think that's a good thing or not so? Um, yeah, I think it's an absolutely fundamental thing that we have to be. And, you know, when you're a parent as well, it's really difficult to allow ourselves to be self 
ish. Ish. Yes, 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 yeah, agree. Um, uh, yeah, and we really need to make sure that that keeps, that, that we that we allow that, that has to always happen. Mm. Difficult though, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, that's why it does feel like a, like, it feels like a resistance, you know, like, yeah, it does. It does feel like a revol- revolutionary thought, revolutionary thing to do, but it is really difficult because you don't know it's kind of happening. Certainly, with retrospect, you know, when we talk about, I suppose anybody who's got got parents will understand the feeling. You know, I've got young children, but then people who've got older children will say to me, "Oh, Tim, but this moment it feels like it's going on forever, but it'll pass, and you'll look back and go, wow. And but you're in that moment, and yet." The times where you think you're short or you're, in terms of your, your patience, for example, in that moment, yet you look back and go, wow, I have a teenage son or daughter or someone talking about those early years feels so distant. Yet in that moment, it was so apparent. It was so now you're knackered, you're tired, you're short on patience and you lose a little bit of yourself, mm. I think, um, in parenting. Um, which I suppose that's the, the journey of a parent. And you only really know it when you're in it. Um, I want to talk about limbs, if I may. Yeah. For those who, who are not familiar with your work and um, those who are not familiar with your, your style of, of work, tell me about limbs and, um, and the importance that's had for you in terms of the creative process. Well, it was the first time that I'd worked with an electronic musician. Um, the other, st- the first album was very um, and. Yeah, analog and quite earthy, but that also represented and mirrored where I was at. It was kind of quite muffled, and it was still enclosed. It was still kind of within a cave-like sense. But limbs um, felt like, as the title says, that this organism started to grow. Limbs started to kind of push out. The voice felt more, um, yeah, more like it kind of had ears, like there was a perspective going on. It could see, it could hear. Um, yeah, starting to walk, but not fully. Um, and yeah, it was only a, I think it's only been a slight move on from the first record, um, but it felt, yeah, an important step um, to make. It's only quite short again, like the first record, but there's more, um, yeah, there's more work that has been done. The third album is kind of more or less, yeah, finished. So, um, yeah, and the tour that I did, most of the music was from the second, the second album, which kind of made me realise that, yeah, I don't want to go back too far. Um, Debris was, the first album was wonderful because it, it really helped me kind of break out of a place. But that's kind of, you know, it's done, it's over. Um, and yeah, even Limbs now feels like it is in the past. Um, but I do, yeah, I do like it as a record just because of the sounds. Um, uh, yeah, our more in keeping of what I'm thinking kind of, you know, for future projects. I was going to say, actually, does it, does it feel like you? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it does really just, and we're all kind of, you know, still like becoming, <clears throat> becoming ourselves. So it feels closer to me, yeah. So you, from someone I've, I've known, have 
a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you're, you're laughing there. <laughs> yes. Yet the perception others might have having met you could be this very sort of quiet, sort of stoic individual. The lights flashed, <gasps> by the way, when we were in there. Maybe, maybe that was a sign from the, <laughs> from the <laughs> gods. Is, it is. From the Plural gods, gods. About, about something. Um, <laughs> so do you find that you're having to perform again? And do you like that? Or are you just being you now? Um, in what sense? Sorry. In, yeah, <laughs> I got, sure. I got in, distracted. Yeah, no, the, light, the lights flicker. And just think, oh God, <laughs> are we being watched by an yeah, external being exciting. of sorts? Um, let me um, reframe the question. So with, with Limbs and your, your new album, the growth and the change of the, you talked about the limbs and this being this new person, yet you've evolved and you've almost moved on from limbs now onto the third album. And I said, oh, in terms of how I know you and this kind of personality that I know about you is different to perhaps the perception of you. Mm. The question I asked then is, who is Key Forsyth? <clears throat> um, yeah, and the, the person sitting in front of you right now, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I am... Um, yeah, we're all things, aren't we? Um, but it's funny because, yeah, the work that I do does seem to come across as be very, ho hopefully not kind of indulgent, serious, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, it does. But then I do enjoy that part of myself, which is daft. And, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't really like to... It is very serious to me and it means a lot, the work that I do. But if I do, like, meet anyone, I'm always... Yeah, I'm always very happy to just brush it off. It's kind of... It's, Why is that? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think... I don't mean in a, in, in a disrespectful way, but there's always just more to connect. You, you know, what... The stuff I make and what I do is... Yeah, it's really important to me. And if people enjoy it, then that's wonderful to have. But it's more, yeah, then I just kind of want to talk about what they're doing or what, or, or just, you know. Other stuff. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it's funny. I was doing a, a show on... Friday in London was with a friend and they and um yeah and it kind of got back to me that they that their girlfriend was a little scared of meeting me because after the performance it seemed like I was a really kind of serious scary person um which I thought was yeah it's just it's it's I mean that sounds sounds daft me even saying it but um it's just because I thought oh you forget that when you're doing something, people are going to have an impression and they're going to, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, which we all do about people, whether they're, whoever they are, we all kind of think that we've got them. Mm. And yeah, it's always nice. I quite like um, dispelling all of that as, is that the right word, dispel? Disregarding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dis something. Dis something. Yeah. To do you kill? Do you um? And I wonder if artists in general do this. Do you listen to other people's work? 
And if so, are there any particular artists that you're listening to at the moment? Um, I don't... Yeah, I don't really listen to a lot of... Um, I don't really listen to a lot of music um, other than... I. Yeah, I like Alvo Perk, the composer, and I watch um, a lot of um, dance companies. So... I really love theatre performances, some stage stuff that there's a thing on, yeah, online that um, I'm really get, getting into an actress called Catherine Hunter. Um, she was in the, I never knew of her before, although she's kind of a founding member of this theater, wonderful theatre company called um, Complicity. And she was in the beginning sections of the tragedy of Macbeth, the recent one that's just come out. Um, she's a very physical actress and she's incredible. I've been watching a lot of her work um, recently. She's an actor, of course, but I only say that because I don't, I've really tried to kind of get away from that industry. But to me, she's, yeah, she's an artist. The way she vocalizes things, the way she moves, she embodies something and the commitment to what she does is just incredible. Um, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of her work plays um, recently. I don't like to listen to a lot of music other than, I mean, I love Scott Walker and his later stuff, the the later albums that he did. Um, yeah. Yeah, because music is a very, it's how you, it's a very, very personal thing and I never want, yeah, people talk about like being a songwriter or verses and choruses. Yeah, I, I, it's yeah. A lot of my work is quite. Um, it feels like it is conversation, and it's just the words will kind of go into the rhythm that they want to. So um, I I don't want to get too influenced by any kind of regime or way of working mm. through other people. Um, yeah. So how would you describe you in terms of someone said, oh, Kitty Forsyth, she, her style of music is X. How would you describe you? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I would say it was kind of like... Um, maybe like dark musical theatre. I, I like... Yeah, I've always loved music as theatre. Um, not necessarily all musical theatre, but um, although I, I'm not so keen into opera itself, it's quite a bourgeois, um, you know, tickets are very expensive. It's kind of seemed like it's... Um, but, the, the yeah, the operatic sense of you, you start with the character and you go on this journey with the character through and... Their speech is sang, everything is sang. So if someone described my music in that kind of same way, it's like a, yeah, dark musical. Yeah, I would be happy with that. Have you ever had any dance training before? Yeah, I did train as a dancer. Um, yeah, and I did, I think that, yeah, those were some of the, hap some of the happiest, yeah, happiest times. Um but I didn't go on to do it professionally. I just started to work as an actor. 
And looking at some of your your work now, it seems that there's a certain performance and a dance piece in there. Do you think you're somehow harking back to that sort of physicality piece? Yes, yeah, I do. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love that. And and I'm very kind of, yeah, I'm grateful that I I have, like, you know, an understanding of like how my body moves, and I'm kind of comfortable with that. Um. So, yeah, at my age, I'm just trying to get everything I've done and put it all quickly whilst I can before everything's over. Just, yeah. So you're going to get all my party pieces in one <laughs> go, whatever I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do them all together. Why do you, um, <laughs> uh, why do you think um, it'll be over? Do you think it'll be over soon? Or are you just trying to like, right, I'm, I'm on fire now. I'm, as I think the generation says, it's lit. You know, yeah. So like, yeah. are you lit right now? <laughs> Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, I've definitely been holding up a bear candle, whatever bear stick for a long time. So I'm, yeah, it is lit and I won't take my eyes off it. <laughs> Good. No, absolutely not. And I think that's, that's important because I think you get, to quote Eminem, you only get one shot. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> so all those who know the, that, that song will know what I'm talking about. Um, so the essence of the show is kindness. Yeah. The, the next question I ask my guests, hopefully gives them an opportunity just to sort of think about the now, but with the perspective of the past. So if you were to die tomorrow, what would you do differently to be the kindest in the room. <clears throat> to be the kindest in the room. It doesn't necessarily mean the physical room, but just in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would, yeah, I think I would just make sure I'm, I'm, that people felt seen, that there's, that you're, t- and it's not necessarily just being present with people, but it's just like taking it in and knowing that that is enough. Like, so being with people and listening and all, and just trying to kind of, um, yeah, it's enough just to share a space with someone. And if you were able to get that across to them just by, I yeah, just so someone felt acknowledged and seen and like it was enough. That's nice. So the question, just to follow on to that, is do you practice that or is that something that you would have to work on? Um, yeah, I do practice it. Um, yeah, and I get... Yeah, I get excited when you can, not that it's always about attaining it, but my, yeah, my my um, boyfriend's always saying to me, it's, you know, he has this thing where like, well, you stop saying everyone you meet is really lovely, <laughs> but, but when you do, you know, you're just, and it's someone like eye contact or someone just goes, hi, and, it, and it's like that, and I go, oh, they're just so lovely. And he's a bit like, but that's, yeah, that feels really, and whatever their lives are, but when, 
And it, it does happen more and more, you know. Where, where, yeah, you just um, catch eye contact with someone in the street or a friend or a stranger. And, yeah, and it's really wonderful when you just go, ah, you see them. So, yeah. That acknowledgement. Yeah, you just go... Outside of it, you just kind of you you you've seen another human being, and in that you've been seen, and everything's good. Mm, the moment, yeah, <laughs> yeah wherever that moment so. is, I love that moment. Yeah, wherever that moment it's like, is. <gasps> yeah. Oh my, yeah. So, you've had an extraordinary career, and looking back at it, at Keely, the teenage years. What do you say to a young person wanting to get into the creative space as an artist, or an actor, a singer, performer, that you would have wanted to hear yourself all those years ago? Um, well, I had a lot of developing, I think, yeah, to do. I think that don't really, yeah, don't try not to give yourself away until you really sure of what it yeah what it is but it's funny like you were saying before you know without all these kind of twists and turns you don't become this kind of full picture so um yeah I would I would say it's also about the people who you surround yourself with the people who that yeah that care about you and you care about them and and everything else is, yeah, will will be okay. I think it's when, you know, my career has only ever taken kind of odd steps when I've not when I felt that something wasn't right in it, yeah, like where was the where was the care or where was the people kind of looking after you? Um. So uh, yeah, I think that's those are the things that we that you have to make sure that you're surrounded by um yeah an environment that is nourishing and fertile mm. so yeah and then everything else whatever you choose to do will be okay i think so what one piece of advice would you give somebody to live a kind of life which you know frames the show you know based on your experiences to date um <clears throat> The advice I would give someone to live a kinder life um, is um, yeah, don't it sounds an obvious thing to say, but just spend as much time with yourself, get to know yourself, get to know make sure you are because for many years I thought I was a very kind person, but I was actually not being very kind to to myself. So then, <clears throat> yeah, it, it doesn't, yeah, it's like a tree with no leaves really trying to kind of, and so, yeah, do, whatever it takes, do the work for yourself. Mm. Whatever it takes, do the work for yourself. Yeah, that's important. I think that's really important. Could you um, give me or do me the honour, if you could, of telling me a, a lyric from from Limbs? Um, 
Let me begin again. <laughs> that seems like that a it? really. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a very negative thing. <laughs> not the podcast. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, please. I hope you don't fuck up. There's a song on it called Wash saying, I will always be here with you. Don't cry. Don't wait. Just let me fade. I love that. I love that. Limbs is out now, everybody. Keely Forsyth, with that being said, you have been the kindest in the room. Thank you very much indeed. Where can people see you? Where are you touring currently at the moment? Uh, where can people reach out to you? Um, well, I've just finished the last <laughs> performance of my tour on Friday, on, yep, yeah, the weekend on Friday. Uh-huh, yeah. um, but hopefully there might be a second leg, we don't know. Um, but you, yeah, the the album is out and... I have some festivals, um, and are they named? Are they are they out? Can you mention? Yeah, them? I think it's um, Green Man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some European dates, um, but I'm also doing a new um, a new music um, biannual at the Southbank Centre in a few weeks, which is a new piece of work. So it's not limbs, but it's still Keep me. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Doing a new piece of work. Um, yeah, as part of the Coventry capital of culture, city of culture. City of culture, yeah. yeah. And are you on social media? Can people follow you on social media? Yes. As you? Yes. If they want to. <laughs> is, that, is that just Keely Forsyth? It is just Keely Forsyth, yeah. I think I'm doing your PR for you, aren't I, Keels? <laughs> so if you want to follow Keely, you can follow Keely uh, on Instagram at Keely Forsyth. Uh, go to KeelyForsyth.com. Are you, have you got a dot .com? Yeah, I've got KeelyForsyth.com. Um, yeah, I've got Instagram and all that Twitter and stuff. All that Twitter stuff. Well, we'll do reach out to Keely and if given the opportunity, do listen to, to Limbs. Again, a, an extraordinary album, an even more extraordinary individual. Keels, pleasure. It's been <laughs> an absolute you. pleasure. Thank Always. you for coming on the show, Madonna. Thank you, my Thanks, Keels. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.